Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Not a lot of stuff coming out of uh, the Rugby World Cup. Uh, we've got a little bit of audio for you before we play you. We've got some stuff from Kieran Crowley, uh, Ian Foster, Ari Savia, Geordie Barrett, Rico Ioani, ahead of the Italy All Blacks. Um, one of the big stories to come out is uh, Jacques Ninabat has named his match day 23 to take on Tonga. It's on Sunday. Uh, he's made 12 changes to his side to face Tonga. It's at Stade de Marseille. And Andre Pollard is returning for his first game of the World Cup. But it's a completely overhauled backline. I'll read you the team shortly. Uh, Dion Ferry will be starting his first test at hooker. He's better known as a loose forward, but he has been um, earmarked to be a hooker cover when Malcolm Marks left the camp and Andre Pollard came in. They said Dion Ferry, uh, he can cover at hooker while he's starting. Uh, Dwayne Vermeulen starts at open side flanker. And Grant Williams, who's in the squad as a halfback, he's starting on the wing, uh, which is interesting. Uh, Ox Nitsch, I think it's his first game for South Africa. He's at prop. Uh, Dion Ferry, Vincent Cock, Eben Itzabeth, uh, Marvin Ori. Sia Khaleesi will captain them Um in the six jersey, Dwayne Vermillion, as I say. Backline of Jasper Visa, Cobus, oh, sorry, Jasper Visa is number eight. Cobus Reinach is halfback. Andre Pollard, the marquee man, um, guided them to the last World Cup, of course. He's in the 10 jersey. Andre Esterhazen and Cannon Moody are the midfield wings of Mapimpi and Grant Williams and Willie LaRue out the back. Uh, I'm just looking, it looks like a 6 2 split. Oh no. Five three six two, Jaden Hendrickser. I'm not sure whether he's a forward or a back. That's that's very remiss of me. Manny Lebock and Jesse Creel are the back replacements. Um, and the very, uh, what's the word? The very versatile Quagga Smith is on the bench as well. He can play pretty much any loose forward and any backline position, perhaps with the exclusion of halfback. Um, Andre Pollard hasn't appeared for South Africa for 16 tests. Uh, Manny Leboc drops to the bench, but um, he probably stays on the bench now with, I don't know, will Andre Pollard command the 10 jersey? Because I think Leboc's been fantastic. Uh, he had a calf injury which pre- uh, prevented him from making the initial squad, but as I said, he was brought into the team when Malcolm Marks was injured. If you think back to the 2019 World Cup final win, he kicked 22 points there when they beat England, and he is South Africa's record Rugby World Cup point scorer with a total of 162 points. Um, And he's coming in after that injury back in May off the back of just 30 minutes off the bench uh, for the Leicester Tigers on the 15th of September. uh, September. Dean Faree 
He will be South Africa's oldest te- test debutant. Well, he was last year against Wales, just shy of his 36th birthday. This is his first test start at Hooker. Hooker, he lost his first throw of the tournament against Ireland, but has an 89% success rate uh, in his line-out throwing. Um, what else can I tell you about this team? Not too much. Dwayne Vermillion at seven, normally a number eight. But uh, there we go. South Africa are taking on Tonga on Sunday. Right, let's have a little bit of a listen. Uh, let's go to Kieran Crowley, first of all. Obviously, former All Black, but he is the head coach for Italy. And the first thing that was mentioned to him is that they, they being Italy, have a lot of history against the All Blacks, but there's no ticks in the win column. Stats, there is history, but history is always there to be broken. Um, yeah, look, we're under no illusions of what's coming. Um, they're going to come at us, they're going to be aggressive, they're going to be intimidating, they'll try and intimidate us, they'll try and uh, bully us. So we know what's coming and, you know, we have to embrace that challenge and, um, you know, I think uh, this group of uh, 33 players we have here have really matured over the last uh, 18 months. Um, I think they have a lot more confidence in their ability. Um, they back themselves, they have some courage, you know, they have no fear. Um, if that's going to be good enough, we'll have to wait and see because, you know, it's going to be one hell of a battle, but we're really looking forward to it. Also put to Kieran Crowley uh, that people are saying this isn't a great all-black team. What has he seen? I've never seen a bad all-black team. Um, world rugby at the top level now is getting very, very close because everyone's exposed to the same coaching, everyone's exposed to the same strength and conditioning, and, uh, nutrition, all, all that. And um, teams in the top half dozen or whatever you want to call it is, is, you know, on their day anyone can beat anyone now, whereas a few years ago, you know, the All Blacks were pretty dominant because they were probably a little bit ahead of other countries in the way they approach the game and that. But I think now you see everyone caught them up or however you want to do it. So, um, so no, I don't think they're more beatable than other teams, than other times, as far as the way they're going to come at us. Yeah, as I said, you know, they're, they're, um, they're in a situation the same as us, you know, that um, they need to win to move on. So they're going to they're going to try and implant themselves physically on us, and they're going to try and really, uh, as I said, intimidate us, bully us, um, and they'll come direct and they'll come hard. There you go, there you go. So it was put to Ian Foster in the presser that Kieran Crowley said he thinks the All Blacks will try and bully Italy. Well, that's that's rugby. Everyone's trying to do that. You know, they'll be trying to do that to us. It's a physical game. Um, look, there's a, is, I don't think it's a, it's not a lack of respect from anyone. It's just a, both teams, are, there's a lot of stake. This was always going to be a, a game that we were, we knew we had to get really excited about and play well in. And, you know, regardless of what happened, in, I said it before, regardless of what happened in round one, um, this was always a game that, that we had to go out there and perform well building into what we want to be, where we want to be later on. But we also knew we had to, this is a game we've got to go out, play well and win. And so nothing's changed. Um, the good thing is that we're playing a team that's confident, so there's no surprises. And they've earned that. You know, the last two years we've seen a lot of growth in their game. And and I, I think I made the point after the Six Nations, I thought they were one of the highlights of the Six Nations, the way they played and the competitiveness of all their games. And... So we're expecting a, a tough battle. He was also asked what he made of the current Italian side. So if you look at through their recent form, they're playing well. And that's, a, that's the Italy that we expect to turn up. And 
and we've got to make sure that we're really clear on that. You know, looking back to history, the last 20 or 30 years doesn't really mean a lot come Friday, and um, and I think it's a positive sign for Italy. You know, they've taken a strategy of of growing a, a young group coming through. They've clearly decided to to change the way they play and to say, well, let's risk a little bit and see what happens, and, and it's worked well for them. And Adi Savia will be skipper once again for this side with Sam Kane on the bench. Uh, it was put to him that they have a very good loose forward trio, but they do have threats across the park. So what does Adi think they have to do to quiet the Italians' threats? I think we, we just have to look after the ball, and um, we've seen over the the last couple of games that the ball can get quite slippery in contact. So, um, you know, we've got to look after our breakdown. And I, th- I don't think it's just their loose chair that's good over the ball. It's their whole, it's their whole team. Um, they're good over the ball. So um, that's a threat that, you know, we kind of have identified and we need to nullify that. So the All Blacks team, if you haven't heard it, uh, from fullback down is Bowden Barrett in... The 15 jersey, Will Jordan remains on the right wing. Rico and Geordie are the midfield. We'll hear from them shortly. Mark Talia gets the left wing spot. Richie Moonga and Aaron Smith are the halves pairing. Number eight, Adi Savia, as I mentioned, will have the captain's armband. The one that mystified me a bit, Dalton Papali'i in the seven jersey did mystify me a bit there. I, I felt sure we'd see Ethan Blackadder because Ethan Blackadder must be playing next week. Um but that'll be almost a month since he's played. But Dalton gets the seven jersey. Great to see Shannon Frizzell back in the six. Uh, the locking pair, which we talked about a lot yesterday, um, drawing the long straws are Scott Barrett and Brody Ritalik. The short straw, Sam Whitelock, onto the bench. Um, it doesn't particularly worry me. I think all three locks are good. So Barrett and Ritalik, front row of Nipololala, Offato Ungofasi and Cody Taylor is your starting hooker. Reserves bench, Dane Coles, Tamaiti Williams, Terrell Lomax. Good to see him back after that very bad cut on his leg. Sam Whitelock as well. Sam Kane, also good to see him back. And I'm delighted that Cam Roygaard is on the bench in Jersey 21 as the backup halfback. And also delighted that Damien McKenzie's found his way onto the bench as well. Can cover 10, 15, probably 14 at a pinch, and Anton Leonard-Brown that can cover 12 through 14 as well at a pinch, 12 and 13 certainly anyway. So that is your All Blacks team to take on the Italians. Geordie and Rico fronted a press conference overnight as well. We'll have bits from them after the break. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Um, there's a slim chance we might be getting Michael Hendry who's just completed his first round at the Pro-Am. Now, I, for some reason I thought first round was yesterday, but clearly it was today. So Michael Hendry shot 72 today, two over round, three bogeys, one birdie, which is pretty damn good given how long he's been away from the game of golf. Uh, obviously battling leukaemia, but he says he wants to get back to doing what he loves. He's had, he's finished this chemo for now. Uh, he's waiting for a bone marrow uh, donor, but um, he's finished his round. We've got a message into him. Um, hopefully in the next few minutes we'll be able to get to him. But before we do that, 
Let's hear from Geordie Barrett and Rico Ioani. First of all, Geordie Barrett, what do you make of Italy? Yeah, Italy are a great team. They beat Australia, I think, last year it was, and they've been real competitive in the Six Nations. Uh, they're a team that uses the ball a lot. They've got no fear, and um, Kieran Crowley's doing a, doing a great job with them. So, um, yeah, they're a team who have some great attacking structures, and, yeah, they've kept us busy this week for sure. So, uh, looking forward to it. Playing centre will be Rico Ioani, and uh, they said to him that some midfielders, they can get quite antsy before a game. They asked Rico, what's Geordie like before a game? Very antsy. They do get antsy. Yep. Uh, but no, he's, um, he's been all good. Um, obviously helping the backs out quite a bit. Um, where he can't uh, sort of be in, in the training as such, he's, he's helping out 12s, he's helping out our back three. Um it's a bit of a defence wizard these days, and um, he's even helped me out as, as early as this morning. So, um, look, his, his, his input's been um, second to none, um, not only on the field, but, but off it as well. So it's good to hear. Geordie, some people are saying you might already be looking ahead to the quarterfinals and what might be coming there. Is that the case? Um, oh, they can interpret it the way uh, they want, but if, if they need to know something, we've treated this week... Um, and Italy with the utmost respect. We understand that we have to win against Italy um, and that's the bottom line. And they're an improved side and we see them as a genuine threat. Um, They've got great attacking shape and and there's quality players uh, across the board. So, uh, and yeah, they're well coached. So it's not gonna be easy. And the disappointing results of the All Blacks of the last 12 or 18 months are well documented. So Rico was asked how he would rate the confidence in the side at the moment. Oh, our, um, in, in my point of view, our, our mental state um, is, is real good. And, you know, our, our confidence doesn't waver off uh, a loss. You know, we, we knew where we went wrong. And that's sort of the, the exciting part that, that we get as, as All Blacks is we get a chance to rectify. And, um, you know, there's no bigger occasion than, than this Friday. So... Our confidence, um, yeah, hasn't wavered and, and we know how, how good we can be and we're looking to show that uh, on Friday. And of course, we're on that first game when we lost to France, that was a big topic of conversation. But since then, it's all been Ireland, South Africa, Wales, Australia. So lots of conversations at the World Cup on other teams. Is this game, Rico Ioani, about making a statement for the All Blacks to the other teams? Look, people can talk about all the teams they want, but at the end of the day, the, the performances, we always say performance is king. And, um, you know, we we know the performances, if, if we get our our stuff right, what, what we can do and what we're capable of. So, um, you know, it's not so much making a statement game, as I touched on before, you know, we're, we're focused solely on performance and we know how good we are when, if, so when or if we um, can get that right. So... Yeah, you guys can talk about all the teams you want. A couple of text messages have come in during the opening of the uh, Rugby World Cup headline. Hey, Staffy, what are your thoughts on the All Blacks 31.5 point start against Italy? Steve, my thoughts on that, it's probably it's probably about right. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Italy this World Cup, I'll be honest. Uh, 30's a lot. 
30s a lot because here's what you do when you look at point start in these types of rugby games. Like, can the All Blacks score 31, or can All Blacks score 32 points? Yes, they can. What is that? That's sort of four sevens. It's probably five tries. It's probably five tries. Yes, they can do that. But Italy have points in them. So we need 32 points. And then if Italy got a couple of tries, we need 45 points. That's the maths you've got to do. I could see us beating them by 50, but I could also see us beating them by 11. Um, it's not one I'd go at with any confidence, Steve. A very hard one to pick. In uh, big point start matches, the clock is a big factor. Like when you see these big ones of, I think I've seen point starts of up around the 80. It's a point a minute as long as the others don't score any points. As soon as the others score any points, those big point starts are really hard to reel back in. So 31 and a half, if I had to take one side of that, I'd probably take Italy, but I think it's probably about right. Um, oh, late night shopping in Palmy from Berry. My parents would pick up Golden Kiwi tickets up there, plus a magazine called How It Works every Thursday night. I probably served them if it was long enough ago. Uh, this World Cup proves that the only World Cup that only the World Cup games matter. Maybe also Six Nations games have an importance. Yes. And Staffy, why does Fozzie persist with the dual playmaker roles Moonga and Barrett? Didn't work last World Cup. Is his perseverance with doing the same thing the definition of madness? Also, why is Blackadder even there? Disappointed around these two things. Otherwise happy and hope they put a definitive performance on the park. Yeah, the Blackadder exclusion... Um, from the bench as well. And now, if Sam Kane's fit to play, why doesn't he start? My concern here is he's not quite 100%, so they've put him on the bench. But the scary thing is, if Dalton Papali'i um, goes down in the first five minutes, Sam Kane's got to be good for 75. If he's good for 75, he's good for 80. I can't believe that the All Black captain's on the bench. I just I don't quite don't quite follow that. My only rationale is maybe he's still not quite 100% so they don't want him in the cauldron of the opening the opening part. Anyway, uh, give us a call on the back of what you've heard there 0800 150 811 uh, would love to hear your thoughts on this All Black team, we'll chuck the lines open, give us a call, here's the news to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. So we just heard back from Michael Hendry. He's going to join us live uh, from Tauranga Golf Course, I'd imagine, uh, just after one o'clock. It'd be great to hear from him. Uh, 2017 New Zealand Open winner. Uh, making a return to the golf course after a leukaemia diagnosis in the Charles Tour event down there. So it'll be good to catch up with him just after the one o'clock news. You're welcome to call us on 0800 150 811. Your reaction to this all black side. About to speak to the chairman of the Dalton Papali E fan club, also a life member of the show, Zaid. Welcome in, Zaid. Uh, uh, good afternoon, staff. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I think same reason as you. I think, yeah, Dalton. They probably named him again because, you know, he's been playing, um, you know, more minutes recently and um, maybe they don't want to risk Blackadder in a big game. And then, um, you know, Sam Cairns had a few issues with his back. So 
maybe Foster's thought um, we'll, we'll manage him and bring him some minutes back. And I think it's the same with Tyrell Lomax as well. You know, they're, they're managing the minutes and bringing them back slowly because, you know, if, if they got injured on um, on Saturday morning, um, starting, and then what about if that's them done for the World Cup? So maybe he's kind of thinking, oh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll bring them off the bench. Um, but it, And there's another thing about the bench I'm also interested in is, um, what do you think about Anton Leonard-Brown over um, Leicester Fire and UQ on the bench? Um, good point. Uh, he, he is a bit of a... Mr. Fix-It, Anton Leonard-Brown. Really, really reliable. He's not the game-breaker that Leicester Fyungnuku is, but I don't know that we need a game-breaker against Italy that Leicester would would bring. I see Leicester more of a starter, Zaid. Um, yeah. I do. I think it's good to see McKenzie on the bench because he can cover... Um, he can cover Barrett or Mawanga if, if one of them went down or if one of them needs a rest. So I think that's great. And... Um, Maybe, say, if Mwanga's having a bit of an average um, day with the goal-kicking, then maybe, you know, they might bring McKenzie on. Because um, I think he had a great game. I know it was only Namibia last game, but I think he had a great game against Namibia. And um, Mwanga seems to go a bit missing in some of these big games for the All Blacks. He not being uh, mean to him, but he plays great for the uh, Crusaders. But then, um, for instance, uh, the South Africa game, he went a bit missing in Twickenham, and then it seemed like France. He was a bit off the boil. Um, you know, good to see Roy Gard, um starting, and I'm pretty sure Tom Mikey Williams will, will be pretty chuffed um, this morning, knowing that he's starting, that he's going to be on the bench for his first ever World Cup match. Um, you know, big big boy, physical, but um, I think it's going to be you know good. Hopefully, um, Nepo and Offa can um, you know start with some good impacts. Um, hopefully, win um, some good scrum penalties, and then um, bring Tyler Lomax and um, Tom Mikey Williams to hopefully finish the game off. You know. I think, um, yeah, I definitely think the All Blacks are hopefully 13 plus them, but I'm not sure what the margin will be by. But if, if we get early tries and, um, you know, Jordy and Rico play well together and then we do all the um, the right base, all the basics right, I think we'll win against um, Italy. You know, we're paying a dollar one on the TAB, so obviously, I um, mean, TAB thinking we're going to win, but it's sports, so there's obviously upsets. We'll look at Fiji um, beating Australia, but I mean, that's Australia right now, so they're a bit of a basket case, as we know. <laughs> and, um, Another thing quickly before I go, what do you think about Caelan Ponga winning by one point over Sean Johnson? Obviously good to see um, Dallin, Fanua Blake and Johnson and team of the year and great to see um, Andrew Webster as coach of the year. You know, he just did a great job and um, as the coach and um, yeah, well-deserved, I think, you know. I know um, a lot of um, Penrith Panthers fans will be a bit upset that Ivan Clary didn't make it, but um, obviously, yeah, the judges didn't want Ivan Clary to win the coach of the year. I know he's made the last four grand final, finals in a row, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem he, they, they wanted to give the award to him. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think any of the coaches were worthy recipients. I think that was the most even one. On Sean not winning the Daly M, my, my only initial point, and I'll talk to Sammy about it later in the show, and I know you'll be listening, is um, I felt like Sean played well for the whole season and Caelan played well for two-thirds of the season, or maybe even half, particularly when they went on that tier. And um, I didn't watch it last night. Sammy did. Um, And just to get down to just a single point... Um, I wouldn't have been too upset if he even shared it, but I don't. I don't buy into a conspiracy theory, but very disappointed because that's probably Sean's best and only chance to win the Dalian. But yeah. um, doesn't take away from what a brilliant season he had. Nah, mm. it doesn't. But uh, thank you, and um, looking forward to the breakers getting underway um, this weekend against 
Ken's Taipan. So um, hopefully we can have another good season and, and it looks like we've got a few in, good imports. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, good man. Good man, Zaid. Good Thank to hear you. from you, buddy. There's our life member, Zaid White, out of Auckland. Uh, almost a life member in Australia. Can we have people that live in Australia's life members? Potentially not. Um, maybe a an honorary member. Darren and Aussie. G'day, Darren. Hey, Staffy. How are you, mate? Yeah, brilliant. Um, not that you've ever seen me, but I do have a scar on the left-hand side of my forehead where I have had half my brain removed when I became an Australian citizen. So um, I, I definitely wouldn't qualify. But, um, yeah, maybe maybe if I got it put back in, that might be might help. Um, I saw the team list. Oh, mate. Oh, I don't know. I, I saw it just before I went to bed last night, and I don't know. I couldn't get to sleep for a while. I was so, I was so peeved off. Mm. <laughs> just, so, which which areas uh, pee you off the most? Like, which ones pee you off the most? Oh, 15. Like Jesus Christ! Like I just I, I don't know. I just don't get it. Mm. I don't get it. I, I never will. You know, World Player of the Year at number ten. Um, oh, and Will Jordan has. Maybe we're missing. We're obviously missing something because these guys and these coaches are really smart people, and they know these players really well. But I don't know. I, I, hopefully, in the quarterfinal, we sit there and go, "Oh wow!" But I don't know. I just I feel like we were we were sort of doing this four years ago, waiting for the wow, and it never really happened. Mm. It turned into an owl, not a wow. But uh, <laughs> it is a little bit yeah, of history repeating, I mean, isn't it? Just just a hint, like especially the players out of position, but. I mean, I love seeing Frizzell back. I think that's great. Papa Lee, I'm I'm really not not convinced at all. Mm. Um, I, he's just showing me nothing to sort of like. He's still a great player. I've got you know, I'm no disrespect to the guy, um, but Cam Roy got on the bench. Hallelujah. Yes. Um, I think that's great. But you know, and I want to see Fainuku and Talia. They're the wingers. Mm. They're the two that we I want to see on the park. I mean. I don't know. I just, I just don't think you can roll out a team, a one-off team for a quarter-final. I think you've got to build cohesion, and that's what I like what Ireland are doing. Ireland are just putting out a very similar team each time and building really nice cohesion within that team. Yeah, well, Barrett, Jordan, Ioane, Barrett, Moanga, Smith... That's pretty settled. That that looks to be Foster's one. The only one that might be translatable is Talia firing a nuku. I don't think Caleb Clark's going to get a crack. So it does look like a settled backline in Ian Foster's head. Yeah, true. I'm just, I just feel for Will Jordan because he is not a winger. Mm. I mean, I, 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 can you get Razor Robinson on and ask him some... Just tell him you're in a room and no one's listening and just ask him a couple of questions about where he would play him, please. <laughs> Razor's not talking. <laughs> I've tried. He's not talking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, I could, I, could, I could imagine that. I but, just um, want to see Will no, Jordan no. roam a little bit. I want to see him roam a little bit more um, around the field. A bit like what Saki Naholo used to do. Just, just roam a little bit. Don't just stay out on that right-hand side and make yourself a little bit more available. Uh, that, that, and then I think that we'll see the best of him. Oh, yeah. And um, I must admit, I can't wait to see. Lomax must be itching to be back. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those unfortunate injuries. Like, it's, it's not really an injury, it's an accident yes. that, that happened to him. Yeah. Um, I'd hate to think... He just reminds me a bit of Jerry Collins where he'd be sitting on the exercise bike and just about rip it in half, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sort of thing. He I'm just, with you. It just looks like that. <laughs> 
Brilliant. Yes. Oh, well, looking forward to it anyway. Oh, big time, mate. I've got that. I'm, I'm watching that rolling straight into the AFL grand final. So I might sleep during part of that and then wake up and watch the end of the mm. AFL. But uh, all blacks first. Can't wait. Perfect. So, no, it should be good. Top man. Thanks, thanks Darren. Mate.